You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. We are coming to you from the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. This is your Library Insider. In this episode of Did You Hear? Edward Robb and Mike Keller chat with Dave Carson about summer camp movies. Relive the nostalgia and let us know if we missed your favorite summer camp movie. Welcome to another edition of Did You Hear? The Johnson County Library podcast. And uh, we're big fans of all things that you can check out here at the library. And that is absolutely true for movies. And during the summer, I can't think of a better genre than summer camp movies. The campier camp movie, the better. That's what I always say. That's a saying, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. just start saying it. I just start saying that. And it's, yeah. it's a thing. Um, so we have two movie uh, summer camp movie experts with us today as much and, as anyone else i guess yeah I mean, a phd at oxford and summer you know, camp if film you're gonna studies. be known for something why not be known for being you know the summer camp movie guy yeah. so i agree i'm also known as edward <laughs> an information specialist at corinth i'm mike i am an information specialist at the monticello branch excellent well thank you for joining us of and course. uh what a fun genre uh, unfortunately, I think my knowledge of this genre is limited to where it all began, which I think would be Bill Murray's classic mm-hmm. Meatballs. But after that, it seems like there's countless other movies that build off of that template. Is that right? Yeah, I would think so. I, I My thing is it definitely like even if you watch a summer camp movie now or in the 90s or it all kind of goes back to meatballs in so many different ways and picking up a lot of them themes even some of the movies on this list will get which we'll get to um mike here has made a summer camp movies list that everybody can get access to on the website uh they all kind of go back and either rift off that original meatballs movie or they kind of just go for broke with with almost copying it parallel storylines yeah there's definitely summer camp movies and tv shows before meatballs but at a point in the 80s, I think that was probably the early 80s or so, uh, that Meatballs kind of like set the standard, which is weird when you go back and watch Meatballs. It's really, t- to my taste, it wasn't really a great film. No, I didn't um, like it either. <laughs> but I love summer camp movies anyway, so yeah, thank yeah. you, Meatballs. So let me ask you this. Are all the movies that we're talking about today in our collection? Yes. Everything we mentioned today will be in the collection. Yeah, so Mike actually went through, I guess we'll give the origin story of why we wanted to do this podcast, which is... Uh, I looked on our Johnson County Joko Library dot org website and I looked on the on order for movies and I saw that the movie Heavyweights was <laughs> on order. Um, and if you don't know, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But it was a summer camp movie from the 90s and it had Ben Stiller in it in a prominent role and a bunch of kids that are just wacky and causing all kinds of trouble a little smart alecky and i thought this is amazing that the library is ordering this right now in 2019 and then i came to find out that that was a on a list and the reason it kind of was ordered was because of mike and constructing this summer camp list um and then i was able to kind of see and and your criteria was all the movies had to happen uh, during a summer camp, essentially, or yeah, or have a like a prominent scene that occurs at summer camp. So like the Parent Trap is on the list, but it doesn't fully take place in a summer camp. Yeah. Um. But uh, 
but yeah, more some of them take into, take place entirely at a, at a camp, and others are they touch on it. But there's like a scene, um, a scene of importance that would take place. At the and they camp. all don't uh, echo from meatballs because there is one standout on this list that is a, of a different genre. Which is oh, horror. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. Which I guess that would before Meatballs. Or that, that came out before Meatballs. Yeah, I would hardly so. think that uh, a horror movie is going to ring to somebody's mind. That's a good summer yeah. camp uh, film. Wacky but that adventures. sounds like a good list that you've, you've got something for the kids and something for the adults. Yeah, wide variety of things. Yeah. Wide variety. And that's actually... So once I made it to the list and saw Heavyweights, I came to my favorite... Charlie Brown Peanuts Gang special, and I feel like I connected with you on a different <laughs> human level. Yes, because to see this list, uh, I think you even mentioned that it's one of your favorites as well. Uh, it's Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Right. And if you haven't seen this one, it's to me my favorite, even over the Christmas special, and over the the It's a Great Pumpkin. It's my favorite Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and Gang uh, movie. Because it's outrageous, it feels different. The opening has like an ode to the film Easy Rider, yeah. which is really bizarre. Snoopy riding around on a chopper, and that kind of like folksy rock music is playing. Uh, it opens with I think it, it's Sally being kind of rude to some other kids that are kind of bullying her, <laughs> and then Charlie Brown is getting bullied at some point by some some rascals with a very mean looking dog cat. Cat, yes. that's right. Mm-hmm. The Snoopy's nemesis yes. is this very rough-looking <laughs> tomcat, and it's just so bizarre. And they all build their own little rafts, and they go down the river, and it's just incredible. I, I always had so much fun watching it in the summer, and I think the reason why I liked it so much as a kid was it wasn't always readily available, too. Like, this, the Christmas one and the... Uh, Halloween one was always ready to go, but that summer one, well. the Thanksgiving yeah. one, just the summer one just seemed like it was off everybody's radar. Yeah, that was one. I found it at the uh, grocery store video store when I was a little kid, and my sister and I rented it regularly. And like, I think that's probably goes back to why I like summer camp movies. Is it, you know, all the Peanuts uh, movies are unique in that there's really no adults. Like from what I can remember, there's just never adults. And when they are, they talk in that kind of, yeah, that muted trumpet kind of thing. Absent. And summer camp movies, that's part of what's great about them is it is kid. Typically it's kids or teenagers that are totally on their own away from, you know, adult supervision or all this type of stuff. So there's that sense of fun to them. And I think, uh, it somehow the, the race for your life, Charlie Brown kind of like doubles that where there already aren't adults, but these kids feel like just very alone in the woods, uh, you know, doing their river raft competition. And um, yeah, and then on top of that, it's just a fun Peanuts movie. The, the, the no mm. adult thing carries over through the comic strip, through the the books, through the television specials, and through the movies. But I would say that each one of those is very, very different for the yeah. Peanuts world. Yeah. And I got to say, when I was a kid and I saw uh, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, I wasn't prepared for it. I And I didn't like it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think um, it, it probably had to do with because I, I loved the television show so much. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when I was a kid, we, we read the comics, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the paper. I think for somebody that maybe isn't a big fan of those specials and the comic strip, this might be just perfect for them because it's a movie. That's it's. I think yeah. that's what you were describing is it's that totally it's got that different. feel of a movie. Yeah, and it's big. 
Yeah, it does feel tonally different. And I and, like it now, by the way. And I, feel, <laughs> good, I do feel like, you know, that that is true because I feel like the Christmas special, it, one thing that I always see when I go back and watch those is it feels like watching uh, the comic strip, the way that the jokes and the punchline and all that is delivered. For sure. Uh, and this movie definitely does a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And talking about the kids kind of being on their own it kind of speaks to what summer camp movies are it seems like all the time the summer camp movie it's like the kids are getting away from the adults or yeah. the parents as much as possible and that's true for heavyweights too which i had to make sure i jumped <laughs> to this movie uh next because this was also when i saw that 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 was requested to be put on this list and it was something that uh, it sounds like you potentially had a fondness for oh, yeah. right up my alley. It's a group of overweight kids that go to essentially a fat camp is what they call it. And uh, they are all kind of friends and buddies. And there's that. Well, so the camp has been under different ownership for yeah. previous years. And so they all really enjoy going there. And it's not like a punishment or like that uh, style of a camp. But yes, like as you're saying, they, they come here for this year and it's been... It's been taken over. Mm-hmm. It's been purchased by <laughs> uh, a group of people that we don't know, but we do know who it's going to be run by, which is the Ben Stiller character, which I it's the proto uh, character that he had from the Dodgeball film. I mean, if you imagine his <laughs> character from Dodgeball, sure. it's that same yeah. character, but he's terrorizing children. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, is inherently either funnier or a lot worse. Uh, and it, it, what I really like about it is when um, his when the main character's dad comes to tell him where he's going to go and they're watching a video and it looks like fun. They're having race car tracks and all kinds of fun stuff, a big blob-like thing they catapult kids into the water with. Yes. <laughs> it looks the greatest summer camp adventure ever. And then it's revealed that it's, kind of for weight loss for children, uh, the kid gets immediately kind of smart-alecky with his dad and says, this is a fat camp. And he's like, well, it's not a fat camp. And he's like, well, you're fat. Why don't you go? And (laughs) I immediately connect it with this kid and all the kids because they were all very quick-witted and they kind of were in a lot of 90s movies, really Mighty Ducks and, um, you know, even a little bit of like Sandlot, like these kids were very quick witted and tail- telling jokes and kind of able to give it as much as they could receive. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I really kind of connected with as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful to watch. That, that's interesting. You know, um, so you, you, you mentioned the, the no parents thing. So I'm, I'm looking for the formula here and, and what is missing from the formula in different movies because I'm sure it's they're probably not all the same. But so you've got the camp owner, maybe nefarious. You've got camp counselors, which – maybe aren't very responsible. <laughs> um, does it seem like it's there's, a, there's a bit of a, a, a formula there? I mean, Yeah, I would say, like, I think, so you have the kids away from parents, which a lot of these movies are probably more for kids um, because that's yeah. something that kids would like to see. That's just something enjoyable. And to, immediately they could be vulnerable. I mean, right. but, but they're, they're sharp, right? And I so. think there's that, but I think it's also, it's kind of like with a horror film, like there's kind of a um, a controlled danger. So like we know these kids aren't actually just out in the wilderness. You know, they're at a camp. It's kind of a controlled environment, but they are still on their own, typically away from adults. So there's like 
kind of a safety uh, a, a pleasure in that in, in the movies where there's there's some danger some peril there but it's not so much unless unless it's Friday the 13th there's not so much peril <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. that people are in danger the exception that so. proves the rule yes yeah. <laughs> and I should say for Friday the 13th all of the stuff that happens is like a few days before the actual campers get there so it's all the camp counselors so yeah, yeah, no yeah, children yeah. in peril no that I remember so yeah yeah, and I, I think that's true too. Is the idea of it, it's this illusion of freedom that the summer camp, and so they get up to wacky and, and zany antics. Which uh, each movie that's on this list kind of has some form of element of some form of antics. So, do you have any other movies you want to go down? Sure. Yeah. So, um, one that I wouldn't want to uh, to finish up without mentioning is Moonrise Kingdom, which mm. is a movie that I do think is more for adults. Uh, but it beautiful film. Oh yeah, great film, and it really captures to me. A lot of people, you know, it's a Wes Anderson film. It can be he can be kind of a divisive director. To me, it's a movie that very um, uh, beautifully captures the kind of camp movie feeling. Uh, it doesn't necessarily take place all in a camp. Uh, it's it, there's a uh, it takes place on an island, I think, somewhere up in uh, New, the New England area, where um, there's a boy who's in some kind of scouts and. Uh, uh, I can't remember what the scouts are, but yeah, I don't remember the name yeah, of them. Some yeah. kind of boy scouts type of thing. And he's gone to this Island for his camp. And then a girl he met, uh, I think the previous fall or something. Also, she lives on that Island with her family and they're in love and they've decided they want to get together and run away from everybody. And, um, so he escapes his camp, but then a lot of it takes place. Um, Edward Norton is the, uh, the scout master and, uh, he, they rally all the scouts around to go find their missing camper. And uh, or the missing scout, and um, you know, meanwhile, the boy and the girl are off in the woods, and they're trying to like, you know, escape the island so they can run off and be in love together. And uh, it's a, it's a, as an adult watching it, it's really like a nostalgic kind of escape back yeah. into like young love and childhood and things. Um, but yeah, it's just to me, it's just like a pure pleasure of a movie. It's really, really well done. There's some good humorous moments in it, um, but again, it is Wes Anderson, so if he's a uh, uh, not someone you enjoy. You're definitely not going to like this one. It's very much a Wes Anderson film. I think so too. And I actually, that's one of my favorite things of Wes Anderson. He really does strike a uh, chord where he can play with whimsical nature. The sets and the colors and everything is so well designed and right. it can be very whimsical. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the messages he still delivers has this tinge of seriousness to it. And this is no exception. You have these kids and they really do capture the, the, the children actors do a phenomenal job. At yeah. They're and they are pitted up against Bill Murray and they have uh, Edward Norton, as you said, Bruce Willis. You have these giant actors in this film. Tilda Swinton makes a, an appearance <laughs> and <laughs> they, the kids hold their own throughout the whole movie, which good because it's centered on them. And you really do feel the innocence that they have and that they believe running away together is going to solve their problems because they've had it enough with the adults. Mm -hmm. The adults in their lives have kind of failed them in various ways and they feel like striking out on their own is going to be their best bet. And it's a very pretty deep concept, but it's done so whimsically. There's the scene where 
um, they go swimming and then the girl brings along her record player and they play their music and they're dancing around. And if that doesn't encapsulate like this (laughs) innocence of summer and, you know, this young love and they're here and they, they truly believe that they're going to, they're going to have it figured out. Uh, I don't know what else would (laughs) because in that scene, you definitely feel like these kids, they, they feel like they know what's going on and how to move forward and how to be happy. And this is how you do it. And, uh, it still brings that, that weighted issue of the parents need to step up or the adults in their lives need to step up. And you kind of get to see that all unfold in gift wrapped it in a brilliant tapestry that, that Wes Anderson always does with each of his movies. Yeah. And I would, I'd say to tie into another movie on the list, with Moonrise Kingdom, there's very much the theme of getting away from society. Like you're saying, the adults have kind of failed them. And even in Moonrise Kingdom, the adults kind of come to say, or kind of, you could kind of see like they can't really blame the kids for wanting mm-hmm. to run away, like, and make their own world and all this type of thing. You know, they're on, on the, the beach shore or whatever. Uh, but uh, a, a very different movie, but also a summer camp movie that's on the list was Camp Nowhere, uh, which I actually watched for the first time recently. And uh, that's got Christopher Lloyd as the uh, camp counselor. But basically, it's all these kids whose parents are sending them to either like computer camp or mm. various other camps that they really don't want to go to. They don't want to waste their summer there. So they basically con their parents into uh, sending them to this camp. But they've created the camp. They've just hired this Christopher <laughs> Lloyd guy. Uh, he like He's in a trailer. He's like a former drama teacher or something. <laughs> so, of course, he has costumes to fool all their parents. And uh, there's some good bits with that. What, what year was this one made? Yeah, I think it was 94. 94? Yeah. Huh. So it was right around the time Heavyweights was coming out. It wow. might have been bef- just before Heavyweights. Um, but it's really pretty good. Like, I feel like it's kind of underrated or forgotten. Um, so, yeah. So they get to their camp and it's basically just, you know, chaos, camp chaos or something. Uh, but uh, but there's a good story throughout it, and it all kind of it, it develops into more than just kids being goofy, and they kind of have to, you know, they run they they spend all of their uh, the the money their parents have given them for the summer. They spend it fairly early, so then they have to figure out how they're gonna you know get through the rest of the summer, and then their parents want to come visit, and so they have to figure out how they're gonna trick all their parents. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that was a good one. Did those kids grow up to then create a college? <laughs> and have Lewis Black come in. As their, that's the film Accepted oh, with okay. Justin Long. They they so. didn't get accepted to various colleges, and so they create their own college yeah. and has Lewis Black come in. That could be a loose sequel. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in now yeah. in seeing these two together and yeah. say, yeah, this is this has got a lot of parallels yeah. to it. These kids just grew up and decided to fake it until they made it the whole way through. Yeah, it's very much that kind of a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. curious, you know, you mentioned that Heavyweights was you know, in the nineties and, and this is in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you say that the nineties was the, was the decade of the, the summer camp movies? I think the eighties were the decade of summer camp movies with more raunchy humor for adult, like more in the vein okay. of like huh. meatballs or like kind of the, uh, the sex comedies, like, like porkies or things like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which Revenge of the nerds. Not a summer camp. Yeah. But yeah. just that style of comedy. Sure. Um, and then, and which a lot of those just nothing came of those movies. We don't have them yeah. in the collection, but then it's also, there's just, there's not a lot you can point to. But, but really I, I see why you bring those up because it, it's very much an ensemble sort of cast yeah. that yeah. you know a lot of different stereotypical kind of characters but but funny yeah. and yeah some, sometimes some, and, some depth and i think that by the 90s that age well that evolved into 
basically making those style of movies, but for little kids. So obviously a lot of the raunchier stuff, uh-huh. although not all, if you watch like heavyweights and uh, camp yeah. or sometimes some stuff makes it in there. Um, but so it gets toned down, but it's more for a kid audience just because it's, while it was fun for teenagers to watch all these kids escape in a camp, it's also very fun for kids kind of of the Nickelodeon era or of the nineties yeah. to, um, uh, watch all the, so it's like toned down eighties comedies, uh, you know, kind of, so the heavyweights in camp know where I put more in that vein of like, and I would say even for that kind of comedy in the nineties, and maybe it's because I would imagine you and I both are the product of growing up through the nineties and being yeah. on the target audience for this stuff. But it, it came in droves because it wasn't just summer camp movies. You had movies like the aforementioned like Sandlot and Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks and all these other movies that it's like these kids banding together. Little giants. Like you have a lot of movies during that time frame of all these kids kind of banding together. One movie, if I could add one more. Yeah. I don't know how we're doing on time. Uh, that I think carries that torch through even into the 2010s was the uh, a Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I think it, mm. it's the second one. I, no, it's not Roger. It might be. It's either Roger Grills or Dog Days. And I watched. Dog Days. Okay. Do, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. That um, there, there's some summer camp scenes in there. And I feel like it's, there's just not a lot of live action kids movies anymore. It's mostly like 3D um, sure. yeah. CGI animation and stuff. Right. But those well, Wimpy Kids movies, I, I haven't seen the fourth film, which is a different cast. But those first three, I think, kind of carry that torch through with this kind of like you know, irreverent kid and, you know, authority kind of crashing down on type, uh, type of thing. So that, that's one that's on the list as well. You said it was dog days. Yeah. Dog days. And yeah, those, some of those, I feel like those J books, which would be in our system. Yeah. (laughs) If you came and looked, uh, some of those J books have, have really expanded and have influenced a lot of different movies of recent years. Yeah. And Diary of a Wimpy Kid would be one. I know that it's a little bit different, but like Wonder. So again, not mm. summer movies, but just the perspective of like a kid and and kind of following them and their stories. I am curious though, around the room, have you ever actually gone to a summer camp? That's what I was going to ask. Oh, you. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I have. Yeah. Uh, so I went, I never went to like the idyllic camp from yeah. like the movies. But I went to a church camp for a week as a kid, and then I went to a scout camp, I think probably for a week as a kid. The scout camp was an overnight camp. The uh, church camp was more of just, we would just go during the day, and then the bus would take us back. So the closest thing to the experiences you see in these movies I had was... uh, uh, the scout camp, and then it really was obviously nowhere near as fun as. Uh, You're telling me you never had to sh- duct tape salami to your back to <laughs> hide it into your camp, like in heavyweights. I mean, yeah, of course. Oh, of to, course. But yeah, yes, yeah, you have one taped to your back now. No, unfortunately, n- nobody ever like uh, took over my beloved fat camp and then like you know popped <laughs> popped the uh, the blob uh, yeah. inflatable thing in the in the pool. I never had to do battle with that. You just never really had a childhood, I guess. No, yeah. (laughs) But I was able to live it out through these movies. Yeah, absolutely. How about yourself? Did you ever do it? I'll I'll tell you, I did go to camp, and it was uh, Y Camp, and it was a week-long camp south of Stillwell, Kansas, Mm -hmm. um, called uh, Red Cedar Forest. And I remember being dropped off and having no idea what this Mm -hmm. was all about. (laughs) And uh, I had been dropped into, you know, uh, maybe it was even two weeks, but there were a lot of kids that were there for the entire summer. So right away, I'm totally disoriented. Yeah. They've already got their ways set yeah. up. All the time. Everybody can kind of relate that that there there's a little terror to yeah. you know being uh, young, being on your own, and uh, and and finding that self reliance and and making decisions and you know not trusting your decisions, all that yeah. those types of things. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. 
What, what about you, Edward? Have you I been actually to? did not. Oh, I, no. I grew up in a small town. Uh, you, you're no longer allowed to be on the podcast. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I, you guys <laughs> exposed me. Camp That's kids only. Was. Well, no, here, I, here's I, what I propose. <laughs> I think uh, who, whoever is in your, your, your uh, friends and family network, yeah. they need to, for your next birthday, give you the summer <laughs> camp experience. Summer camp. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually never did. And, you know, I think I was more along the lines of like a Sandlot summer where hmm. – the parents just cut you loose and you're gone. And I lived in a small town and, you know, even at a young age, because I had older brothers, five, six, we'd get on bicycles and we'd be gone all summer Mm. long and we would come back. Uh, My dad had a really wicked whistle and we could be about three blocks away (laughs) and we would just kind of be playing and then we would tell our friends, stop. And we would just listen for a minute. And we could hear his whistle, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, "We got to go home." <laughs> like and that Boy, is the I, time to go. I home. can relate to that. I mean, we, we would during the summer we would get up and we would play until our moms forced us to come in for lunch. Then we'd go out and play some more. Then we'd be, you know, called in for dinner. Then we'd go out and we play the play all the night games, you know. So during the day, it might be sports. Like we played a lot of baseball, we played a lot mm-hmm. of kickball and mm-hmm. football, basketball, uh, everything. Um, but at night, you know, you play games like. Uh, Flashlight um, tag, or yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, uh, capture the flag, things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, then you know, your parents would force you to come in, and and there was a lot of biking too, biking all over the place. Yeah. But uh, it it was a different time, you know. It's it a I, lot of fun. I think so too, and I I think for these summer camp movies, you talked a second about uh, living your summer camp life through these movies. Yeah, and that definitely was for me, like. Heavyweights, especially, yeah, um, and then not that it's in our catalog that I that I can recall, but I know Nickelodeon had a show called Salute Your Shorts, mm-hmm. and so there was a time period where these summer camp movies and things were a very big part of viewing for kids, and that definitely struck a chord. It was maybe because I never went to a camp, I could romanticize of like. Yeah, you know, I'm just like those guys, you know, being being these rough and tough, smart alecky kids, right. <laughs> <laughs> telling everybody off and uh, having just a blast doing it. And it's probably best that I didn't experience that because uh, it looks like such a wild time, but also I'm sure the ramifications, <laughs> the true life ramifications of what some of these kids do uh, is yeah. probably a little too much to be taken on. That's true. Plus, camp really does get kind of, you know, it's hot. It's, you know, you're getting sunburned. <laughs> there's bugs everywhere. They so. don't mention there's no air conditioning. Right. So if you can enjoy it in like an air conditioned place with a soda and a thing of popcorn, that's, that's way better than actually going to camp. So. <laughs> well, I wonder if, you know, um, for, for the folks that are, are parents out there, if that's just, you know, a way to connect to your kids with these movies that maybe if, if your kids aren't the outdoorsy types and they, a lot of kids do not have the kind of childhoods that, that we did where we're out playing a lot and so uh i wonder if that's just a good way to kind of connect with your kid and and kind of share what your childhood was like through these camp movies so absolutely so if you're looking to connect with your kid or you want to relive some of the memories and relive some of the movies um i definitely want to make sure to plug mike's list before we go which if you go to our website jocolibrary.org we have the catalog catalog search bar, and uh, there's a drop-down menu. If you use that drop-down menu to the left and go down to user and search JCL Mike K, you'll be able to find not only the summer list, but Mike has a lot of brilliant lists that maybe we can do future podcasts on and have <laughs> fun with because he has a good 
collection of movies and ratings that he does. So thanks for making the list because it's been oh, a blast sure. to talk about. Oh, yeah. Could could we uh, do just a, a quick summary of all the movies that are on that list? Do you want to? I don't you have the whole list down? in front of me. I do, do you have a it? list. Um, so I will go just straight down the list. We have Avengers of Spin and Marty, which <laughs> is that's an old Disney show. Yeah, um, from I think from the fifties. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah, the old and I think it's the oldest, but the the next ones and it's the original versions of the Parent Trap. It's the Parent Trap and Parent Trap Two. It's a combo that we have. Uh, um, which I didn't know there was a sequel. And if they never trapped the it. parents the first time, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> as to who they're trapping the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to assume there will always be a sequel. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's, There's always enough that. parents out there to be trapping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, uh, which we mentioned, as well sure. as Meatballs, right. headed by Bill Murray. We have Friday the 13th, <laughs> which, again, that's that horror standout that we have Um on its own merits, watch it at any point in time. Um, but for the summer, I'm sure it's a great summer camp movie as well. Troop Beverly Hills. Ah, that was a good one. I had not seen or heard of, and you watched it recently. Yeah, I just watched that the other night. I hadn't seen it. I don't even know if I'd ever seen it all the way through, but it's uh, Shelley Long. Shelley Long. She I was about plays, to say uh, Shelley Duvall, and that would have been so Oh, no. Wrong. That's, that's a very different movie. <laughs> but, th- th- you know, that was interesting because that was right after the her Cheers fame. Yeah. And, you know... I'm going to go hit the, the big screen. And yeah, she is great in it. I mean, oh, okay. I, I know Good. that I think my – I haven't seen a lot of Cheers, but my recollection is that – was it Diane? Yeah. Was not right. the most liked character. Right. Um, but she's she's really got some good comedic timing. Uh, a lot of the line delivery is just very um, – yeah, I don't know. I think she does a really good job with it. Uh, but it, it's about uh, kind of like a Beverly Hills diva type of woman who um, is very materialistic and uh, kind of detached from her family. And her daughter joins uh, like a Girl Scouts kind of organization, uh, and um, then she becomes their their uh, scout leader, and um, they kind of have to learn. They, you know, they're in the wilderness some, but then it's also just the very like selling cookies and things. Um, and the rest of the Girl Scouts don't like them because they're the Beverly Hills troops, so they're too fancy and uh, all of this type of thing. So yeah, but it was good, just yeah, a good like but kind of back a kids to the comedy. formula where it's that dysfunctional um, camp count, uh, camp counselor yeah. or, or leader, and then maybe there's some growth there. Yeah, <laughs> and the classic pitting, you know, we're the other camp. Uh, I, I think almost every camp movie has that in their DNA too, or a lot yeah. of them do. Uh, Charlie Brown went up against, you know, uh, kids that seemed like <laughs> bullies and they had like a motorboat instead of a right. raft. Um, and you, you do have that uh, heavyweights. It was the MVP camp across the lake. And so that's always in there. And then kind of that same, I think it has some of the same aspects to it too, but further down on the list, you have the Adams family values mm-hmm. and that kind of has the scenes where it's us versus them kind of camp mentality, uh, that tribalism part of camp mentality. And then camp nowhere, which, which you mentioned, uh, there's heavyweights on there. It takes two, which is yeah. just a mock-up of the parent trap, Basically, right? hmm. yeah. I'm not sure what the situation was, but they basically remade the parent trap with the Olsen twins, and that oh, was It Takes okay. Two. And then like a couple years later, they remade the parent trap, They and they called it the parent trap. Yeah. With, uh, Which their, is on the yeah. list as well with Lindsay Lohan. Yes, yeah. I like the idea of It Takes Two is parent trap plus Mary-Kate and Ashley equal dollar signs. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty basically much. And it worked. formula, and yeah. it worked. Yeah, it was a huge hit. And so then, as you mentioned, they have the parent trap on there with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, then Wet Hot American Summer, yeah. which we did not talk about so much, but that was 
I watched it for the first time after I saw your list, and it is outrageous, and it has just about tons and tons of every funny comedian you can think of, whether it's the producer or a director now or an actor, actress, or mm-hmm. a it's a David uh, Wayne writer. movie, right? Yes, and it has, I mean, Paul uh, Rudd, the, the Amy Poehler, yeah. uh, Michael Ian Black. <laughs> yeah, Joe LaTruglio from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It just has so many people in it, and it is outrageous. It's definitely taking Meatballs, which is already an outrageous film, and somehow parodies it, Yeah, which doesn't make sense, Oma. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you, you parody a comedy? I haven't seen too many of those where you take a comedy and you, you make a parody of that. Yeah, it definitely works though. I feel like it. It, it does just kind work. of goes extreme. Of an entire genre, maybe all yeah. the movies on the list. It's definitely yeah. a parody of all the movie on the list. Actually, one of my favorite scenes in Wet Hot American Summer is uh, in a lot of films. And Meatballs had this directly. It's that other camp. That other camp comes and visit, and they're superior in some way. And in Meatballs, they had the baseball game right, and they're sitting there. Um, and they're just trying to win the heavyweights. They have this relay race that they have to go do. Um, the race for your life, that's entirely centered around racing a boat. I mean, the, the whole point yeah. is a competition. Mm-hmm. You have Wet Hot American Summer. There's a scene where everybody's sitting around waiting to play this baseball game. And then when the superior team shows up, they all kind of look at each other and they say, yeah, you guys ready to do this? And the, the team goes, no, nah, this has kind of been done before. <laughs> and very much tongue in cheek kind of saying, we've, we've seen this movie. We know right. the underdog faces the you know all-powerful team and we come out on top and let's just not even do it. And it, I just thought it was a really funny tongue in cheek moment in that film. Yeah. And Although next- we should maybe mention with White Hot American Summer, it's yeah. kind of like... Um, it's not necessarily appropriate for the whole family. Oh, That's, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. It's uh, just worth mentioning in case somebody hears that and thinks it would be something fun for the yes, kids to watch. It's, it is it's more of an R-rated comedy kind of thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. And subsequent uh, sequels 10 years, 15 years later now on on – uh, they're still doing kind of that raunchy comedy that's definitely, they're all adults, but they're supposed to be playing either the college age, um, the, uh, Paul Rudd coming back. The and, Netflix series? Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, um, this list has a great range of... A little something for everybody. Of A little something for everybody. <laughs> interesting. And then next on the list is Holes, which is... Uh, Holes is a great movie. It's yeah. interesting. It is, it's... It totally fits, but it seems like this is like a required summer camp movie. Not as in it's required to be on the list, but rather the kids' summer quote-unquote camp mm-hmm. <laughs> is required by some kind of law enforcement. Yeah. It's, it is a prison thing, right? Like yeah. Like there's something yeah. juvenile detention. Yeah, they yeah. have been, yeah. I haven't seen that one since to a summer theaters. camp experience yeah. of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember enjoying it, but I, it's been a long time. Well, so. it does have that same feeling of like kids banding together. You've got the hot heat of the summer, a little too hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, dysfunctional leader. Dysfunctional. <laughs> so, I mean, it really does, funny enough, it does check a lot of those boxes. Mm-hmm. And then we have Moonrise Kingdom, which you mentioned, um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. Ah. And then the final one is called Standing Up which is completely off my radar. I yeah, have not seen anything about That was this. one that I found on some other lists when I was looking for lists of summer camp movies, or I might have found mm-hmm. it through the tags. Um, I haven't seen it, but it sounded like it might be kind of interesting. It was a boy and a girl. Um, I don't know if they're from two different camps or if they're the same camp, but they uh, they don't feel like they fit into their 
their respective camps and then they run off together. So it might be kind of like Moonrise Kingdom or I, I have no idea. It seemed like it was fairly well reviewed, um, but I, I haven't checked that one out yet. So. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have your own list we have to investigate. Yeah. I, I think I have an addition to your list. Oh, yeah. Yes, we may awesome. not have it here in our collection, but we do have interlibrary loans, so you could Absolutely. always get it that way. But since our summer reading theme is a universe of stories, uh-huh. what about Space Camp? Space Camp. I've yeah. never seen it actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a horrible film. I, I've never seen that one either that uh i don't think we do have it in the collection yeah um but i know that one of our uh lenexa librarians uh donna is a big fan of space camp oh, yeah. and she talked to me about it back in the day so oh, okay um but, so it at least comes with that recommendation can be interlibrary loan yes um, yeah, you can talk absolutely. to your librarian and they can work that out with you and uh you know there's a really good interlibrary loan uh podcast, podcast. episode if you've yeah. ever been curious about how that all works and how to do it uh go give that a listen so i want to make sure that we Say one more time how to get to this list. Yeah. A quick reminder, you go to jocolibrary.org? Yes, go to jocolibrary.org in our catalog search box. Uh, there's a drop-down menu next to there. If you go to that drop-down menu and click user, uh, you can then search for JCL Mike K. And that way you can go to essentially Mike's page where he's got a lot of his rated movies, comments, and his lists. You can, can you search for lists? You can search yeah. for lists if you want to go straight to summer camp movies. If you search list in that drop down menu, uh, I'm funneling you to Mike's page because I feel sure. like he's got a lot of good <laughs> stuff there. <laughs> well, that is great. So if you enjoyed this discussion today about the genre of summer camp movies, and you think that you have a really great idea for another genre, whether it be books, music, or movies, please hit us up on Facebook. Uh, just go to the uh, Messenger and uh, tell us what uh, genre you think that we should talk about next. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think we would be very interested. We would like recommendations as well. So. Uh, oh, yes. If you have a summer camp movie, go ahead and reach yeah. out on Facebook or through calls, go talk to your local librarian, <laughs> do whatever you need to get us that recommendation. We'd love to add it to the list. Carrier pigeon, whatever it takes. Carrier pigeon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. Did we miss a question you wish we would have asked? Do you have thoughts or stories about today's topic? Share them with us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Library. And now, our writer's quote of the day. Hi, this is Tiffany Rennie, and I'm a youth information specialist at Corinth Branch. And my quote is from I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. And it is, people die, I think, but your relationship with them doesn't. It continues and is ever-changing. We leave you with sounds from one of our locations. It's your audio minute we call Library Zen. episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear.